Podcasting from the JK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He's Nick Lawson. What's going on, man? I'm just ready for opening day. You know, not, I think it's about two weeks away from uh, when we're recording this. So, uh, less than two weeks away. Reds making moves. We'll get into that uh, as we go on. As the roster's becoming much more clear and... Uh, We'll have a full preview once everything is officially set. Uh, they do have a few things set, such as the rotation, which we'll get into. But first, I- I've got to say I was wrong last week. Do tell. So uh, la- last week we were talking about a lot of the comments from uh, former players. One of them in particular, uh, Nick Castellanos. In context... Of, of the interview, I, I said he wasn't talking about the Reds' ownership. Uh, you know, he's going to Philly. He's talking to Philly media. And I, I, and I still believe that somewhat. But uh, from, uh, from what I'm hearing from people I know that know uh, some of the reporters that cover the Phillies and cover the uh, uh, teams in the uh, Grapefruit League, uh, basically uh, Nick Castellanos uh, is n- – it's kind of playing with a chip on his shoulder and was not happy uh, that the Reds didn't make more of a concerted effort to bring him back. Well, it's, it seemed that way. Yeah, I, I, I still don't think those comments from last week were directed at Bob. Because <laughs> like we said, and, 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 like, uh, and, and from what, I, what I've uh, heard, Nick is, he, he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't speak in between the lines. He, he tells you basically how it is. So uh, it'll be interesting. I, part of me is wondering if the, uh, you know, being 35 at the end of what he was asking for or, or what he got kind of uh, pushed the Reds away from him. You know, it's, they, they made that mistake once before with a uh, Hall of Fame first baseman. Not that Nick Castellanos is Frank Robinson, uh, but it was kind of the same thing. If if you remember, they're like, "Oh, he's over thirty. Uh, there's nothing left in the tank for Frank Robinson. We're moving on." Uh, I mean, the Reds still won two World Series. This about five years later, but <laughs> the Frank Robinson trade one of the worst in Reds history. Oh yeah, no doubt. And, and this wasn't a trade, but they didn't have free agency back then. Uh, so pretty much the same thing. Uh, the Reds didn't make a huge effort to uh, re-sign Nick. Uh, part of me understands, like I said, 35 years old in today's game, uh, outside of a few special players, uh, is a high risk to take to pay $20 million to. But if he if he performs the way he did last year over the next four years, uh, that's going to be a very cheap contract. Oh, no doubt about that. So I'm saying I was wrong. He, he does have a little bit of a chip and is upset uh, that, he, that the Reds didn't make more of an effort. So, I, you know, part of me is like you're getting $20 million a year. But, you know, I, I guess at some point that kind of money becomes it's life-changing when you get the $100 million. But, you know, when you're making $16 million and $34 million before, 
Uh, at some point it probably becomes a little bit like monopoly money. Uh, you get to, you get to do more good stuff with the money as far as charity. Cause I know Nick is very, uh, charitable and likes doing stuff in the community. He was, he was great here with that, especially with his son, uh, with Cincy shirts. I think they raise money, um, with that, one of the best t-shirt designs of all time, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, the business of baseball sucks for the fans. That's true as well. That's true as well. For the fans, for the players. Uh, so hopefully it works out for the Reds. Hopefully it works out for Nick Castellanos. Loved him when he was here. And, uh, you know, uh, just, just, uh, don't beat us, but have a good game, <laughs> have good games when you play the Reds, the six or seven times, which, you know, it's going to go down next year because, uh, baseball is implementing uh, schedule changes to where every team plays everybody. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I kind of like it, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how special it is because, you know, when the Yankees come to town once every five, six years, uh, that's kind of a special attraction you get to see as well as along with the annoying Yankee fans. Let's go, Yankees. Boom, 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 boom. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Hey, they're worse than the Cubbies. Oh, I know. I, I've been to I've been to a few of these games with the Cubs and the and the Guardians. I'm Yankees. starting to get used to the Guardians thing now. Yeah, well, the Guardians fans are fine. It, it's the it's the it's the Indian or not the Indians, the Yankees. Yeah, Indians. The Yankee fans. <laughs> uh, they're they're up there with the Cubs fans, except they have a, a bigger winning tradition. I haven't been to a Reds Yankees game. Oh. Yet. So. I went one in 2003 was my first experience and uh you know the Reds were struggling then uh the, I bought the tickets on eBay cuz I don't even know StubHub was really a thing back then I got the tickets for like 5 bucks lower level I think behind first base and I hear all these other fans cuz they they waited to the last second and they were like paying 60, 70 bucks, which is about what they are now. But, you know, this is 20 years ago. And so I hear people on the Willie's bus, which was I that I missed more than anything because that was an awesome way to get to the games. Started off with two dollars, but you got two dollars back to spend in the uh, restaurant. Uh, then it up to three dollars and you only got two dollars back when gas started to go up before uh, they stopped doing that. And Willie's went out of business. But awesome way to go to and from the game a lot of fun uh but doesn't exist anymore so we can move on but anyway uh during the entire game behind my net back it was let's go yankees for three hours yeah really annoying and the reds uh, i think it was the first time they had played the yankees since uh i could be wrong about this but if i remember correctly it was the first time they played the Yankees since the 1976 World Series because, you know, Interleague had just been around five or six years, and uh, I'm probably wrong on that. But uh, anyway, uh, Reds won the first two games, and then the uh, game I went to, Danny Graves was starting in that disaster of a uh, front office move and uh, lost the game. I mentioned Danny Graves around Wildman Walker. <laughs> but no, that you talk about front office moves in the off season. It's like, yeah, we're gonna trade this guy, this guy, or we're not gonna sign any uh, free agent pitchers. Hey, Danny, we you know, we know you you're a closer, but uh, and you've never started before. Why don't you start this season? 
It was a GM back then. Uh, that was Bowden. Yeah, he was a he was a buffoon. <laughs> but he, he was not getting the budget from uh, Uncle Carl. No, no, definitely not. So, but anyway, let's not talk about that bad team. We'll, we can say that for another time. Uh, so we'll go into uh, some other things. One, the Reds announced their rotation for members. Uh, of course, they already announced the opening day star- starter, Tyler Malley, who is the uh, veteran of the staff. The veteran of the staff and the guy that won't go five innings. Well, yeah, you know, someone was talking about that today with me. You know, it's like he can't – it's like he's so effective, but he throws so many pitches in order to kind of get bat- – I guess keep batters off their uh, – off balance and it works great, but he only goes like five innings do- doing that. Now, of course, he pitched a uh, perfect game in Double uh, A. Yeah, that was years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Tommy. That that game actually got Tommy Thrall the gig he has now. now look at him. He's I, he's moving up in the world. Yeah, well, you know, the the Reds uh I mean the it was a great call. Um so and I love Tommy Thrall. Love Tommy Thrall and the Cowboy. Miss Marty, but uh you know, Marty's enjoying life as a uh retiree and <laughs> not having to travel uh 160 games a year, 100 games a year, whatever he was doing towards the uh end of his career and uh you know, he retired at the perfect time, 2019. Retires, then the next year, COVID hits. So, uh, so he kind of left, uh, not on top. They lost the game that he uh, he called, but uh, it was a great celebration. And uh, hats off to Marty. But uh, anyway, Tyler Malley, of course, the uh, opening day starter. Uh, game two will be Vladimir Gutierrez. He looked rough today. Actually, I take that back. Game two is going to be my favorite. Uh, Reviar San Martin. Yeah, he'll be in the bullpen somewhat. Uh, now, Reviar San Martin's going to be, uh, you know, like I said, he only pitched two games last year, had a .5 war, 1.54 ERA. Granted, it was against the uh, against the uh, Pirates. Had a very at the end of the season, Pirates had maybe three, four major leaguers on the or like you know, bona fide major leaguers on that team. But he was making even those guys look stupid at the plate. So I think he's going to be a very big surprise for this rotation. I think he will stay in the rotation once uh, Minor and uh, uh, Castillo come back. I tend to disagree. I think he'll be in the bullpen when Castillo returns. No, I, I, I completely, he just gets guys out. So I, I think he's more suited for the uh, rotation. Um, of course, you know, that, that leaves, uh, well, there's one open, one more open spot. So I, I think he'll slide down to the number four or five spot. Hunter green will be there. I, I don't think Nick Lodolo, uh, if he does come up, I, I don't think he's going to stay up. Uh, I think he'll be the number five starter. I, I I don't think so. But we'll see. But I I like I think uh, San Martin's going to be the most effective out of the rookie out, out of the three rookies. Hunter Green's going to get the most uh, attention. San Martin's going to end up being the most effective. 
Yes, we'll see. Reminds me a lot of like a Mike Leake, Bronson Arroyo type pitcher. Well, I like the fact he's left-handed, but you know, left-handed. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen enough of him to actually say, "Hey, see, this guy's going to be good." See, I, I was big on him. Uh, I mean, he is the best Reds pitching prospect I've seen since Mike Leake. Uh, see, I didn't see much of Mike Leake until he came up. Oh, I, I know. That's what I mean. But at the at the major league level, of course, you know, the last game of the year last year on my big weekend of uh, insanity, <laughs> going to two wrestling events and and a game in between in uh, two different cities. But, uh, no, I, I had diamond seats, uh, was sitting right behind home plate. Uh, the only person closer uh, other than the people in front of me were, was the umpire. Uh, so... So no, he he has excellent control. Uh, David Bell said he just finds a way to get guys out. Uh, David Bell, I think, was going back to his playing days where he, he said, "There's just some guys you just can't figure out as a hitter. It makes no sense." But uh, and he says that uh, Reviar seems to be one of those guys. Let's hope uh, he continues it. And of course, the big thing in the major leagues. This goes for Lodolo. This goes for San Martin. It really even goes for Tyler Malley is you've got to make adjustments because there's so much video and analytics out there that eventually somebody's going to figure you out. <laughs> and every, every pitcher gets figured out at some point. Right. And you, you know, even Nolan Ryan got figured out and Roger Clemens got figured oh, out. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, the crazy thing about baseball is you can have, you know, Randy Johnson, uh, some of the hall of fame pitchers, and then you look at uh, some of the batters that went up against them and, and see how well they did. And it's guys, you know, couldn't hit anybody else, but they could hit Nolan Ryan for whatever crazy reason. Well, Nolan, I mean, I got to see him pitch in person and, and talk about impressive. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he got 300 miles an hour every pitch. And, again, he would he would walk a lot of guys, too. It's just every yeah. pitcher has a flaw. So... Um, anyway, back to the rotation. So San Martin's game two, uh, San, uh, not San, I, I, Gutierrez is game three and then game four. Uh, this is, this is really cool. Hunter green's going to make his major league debut on Sunday, April 10th in Atlanta. That's going to be awesome. Can't wait for that. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been you know, I remember when they drafted him, uh, people were like, I mean, it was almost not the same because baseball, especially with uh, high school players for the most part, especially when you add in uh, service time and, and all that kind of thing, it's not the same as the NFL draft, but the closest, that's probably the closest thing in baseball, especially in Cincinnati Reds baseball with the draft, uh, almost like the Joe Burrow level when he was drafted. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to be an instant changer like Joe Bur Burrow was, you know. But when he was drafted, Joe Burrow was not considered to be an instant changer. Uh, and, and you know, uh, in the preseason predictions going into this past year, the Bengals were picked to go six and eleven. <laughs> so uh, that's how much predictions are worth, and and how great that uh, Joe developed uh, on a very quick path in the NFL. Which again, much different path than baseball, but. Anyway, this is really cool. Uh, Hunter Green uh, talking about making the opening day or not the yeah making the opening day roster. He's like, I didn't cry when David told me, but 
But I did cry when I called my parents. Very special moment. A lot of hard work put in, a lot of sacrifices. I cried when I called them, and they cried. My pops called me this morning, and he's still crying. Just a beautiful moment to share as a family. So really awesome. I mean, a lot of uh, people were upset about the trades, but, I mean, there's so many awesome players on this uh, Reds team. I, I think from a personality standpoint, if you give them a chance, uh, you're really going to learn or really grow on some of these players. And Hunter Green is going to be one of those guys. He, he has the potential to be a superstar pitcher. Yeah, we got to remember, he had Tommy John surgery two years ago. Right. And he missed you know two years of, of playing ball with COVID as well. But he never stopped throwing. He never gave up. And look at and now he's going to be a immediately pitcher. And that's awesome. I can't wait to see him. And, and, and I think, again, I think it was a stupid move just to cut him. But I think this is where uh, the Wade Miley uh, move came in. Because I, th- I think the Reds planned back in December to go with Hunter Green this year. And, you know, you, you can't keep all five starters from last year. Uh, if you plan to uh, give other guys a chance. I mean, there, there's a lot of young talent on this team. And you got all these top 30 prospects, and you got a lot of them that are going to be on this Major League roster. Either it's going to be opening day or some point this year. Right. So, but yeah, Hunter Green, special moment. Uh, he's going to be a superstar. The fifth starter has not been announced, and here could be the reason why. It all depends on where Mike Miner and uh, Luis Castillo are in their health because uh, under Major League Baseball rules, and I just learned this the other day, I thought it was a 10-day uh, disabled or injured list for everybody. They either changed it last year or into this year. I believe it's into this year. Uh, in order to avoid teams having roster manipulation, like we're about ready to talk, uh, for pitchers, it's a 15-day injured list like it used to be, uh, but they can make it retroactive six days. So that's really, uh, this is April, or March 30th when we're talking, so maybe March 31st or April 1st is is when they can make it retroactive, and which would make it April 15th or 16th uh, when those guys could... Um, be eligible uh, to come off the uh, injured list if Nick Crawl does it the right way. And, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not a bash Nick Crawl or sell the team type of guy, but he has made some questionable decisions <laughs> this offseason. Uh, so hopefully uh, he plays the game right in, in case, in case uh, one of them is ready. So uh, they play Ford Atlanta. They have an off day. So they really would not need another. They would not need their fifth starter until the 16th, which is when they would be eligible to come off. So Nick Lodolo may not make the start, but I I think he's pitched very well in uh, in AAA. I, I th- I'm not AAA in spring training. Uh, so I I think if 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 one of those guys or if neither of those guys are ready to go on the 16th. I think you'll definitely see uh, Nick Lodolo up. Uh, the other thing you got to wonder about is, you know, you have three, four rookies in the uh, – I know Gutierrez is not really a rookie, but you have three rookies in the rotation, two rookies in the rotation. Do you really want them to go – Not or do you want to – would you want to give them like an extra day 
by bringing up Nick Lodolo and mixing him in uh, before that fifth spot comes up again. Uh, it just kind of questions because, you know, Hunter Green's going to have a limited number of innings. Is it more important to have his innings in April or is it better to save him in September? Uh, because I don't know if you remember the 2010 Reds. Uh, they put Mike uh, Leak into the bullpen in September because – uh, they were worried about innings because, you know, he he started in the majors. He never threw a, a minor league game until the following year uh, after the T-shirt incident. Well, I'll look at it this way. I would rather have Nick Lodolo over, say, a Zach Godley. Well, Zach, Zach, Godley, is, <laughs> Zach, but Zach Godley. Zach Godley is on the active roster. I, I, I thought they cut him. He's still on the active. I'm looking at the active roster right now, and he's still on. It. I think he's a. Well, I think he got. Uh, he's not on the. He got. I'm pretty sure he got. He was one of the uh, transactions because I saw his name. On yeah, the they, list. They, had, they had sent him to the minors, but I'm just saying he's still on the active. On the active. Well, roster. he's on the forty. He's on the forty man, so he can. He can technically be called up anytime if there's any injuries, but he's not going to be on the opening day roster. You you can sleep well tonight, Nick. I hope so, because that guy sucks. <laughs> Christ's sake. He's going to prove you wrong. No, he's not. <laughs> so uh, David Belk made a comment uh, a couple weeks ago about how this team is weirdly better than last year's team. Uh, that's been, I think, uh, also Nick Crawl kind of made the same statement recently. I completely agree. Do you? Uh, I have some questions. Uh, like I said, there's still a lot of kids on this team. Right. I mean, you take that they, that apart, but I I think they're more athletic than they were last year. By uh, Jesse Winker, love the guy, great hitter, not a good fielder, not very athletic, but he's the number one left fielder apparently according to Major League Baseball. Yeah, but he only played a hundred and some games last year. So, I mean that that's the other thing that I I, I kind of I, this is almost like an arbitration hearing, but. Uh, but uh, and then uh, of course you have Suarez. Love the guy was not hitting well at all. He would he would literally hit a home run or strike out. There was no walking with him like an Adam Dunn. But he was he was either double play, strikeout, or home run. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a one tool player and defensively made a lot of bad errors. I think his fielding percentage was nine thirty six. Yeah, that's awful. So, I mean, especially if you're playing shortstop, you can't have him feeling percentage like that. Oh, he's playing third base too. So the left side, the left side of the uh, field for the reds, not super strong defensively last year. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of an upgrade now. Unfortunately, Solano got injured uh, this past week. So uh, that, that's a little bit less of an options in the infield. Uh, it takes away some of the depth there. Of course, Barrero, I'm going to butcher his name. Barrero is also uh, most likely to start on the injured list. Um, I have a, I have like, I have a, like a likely list of injured players. They have eight <laughs> Reds that are going to be injured on the injured list when the season starts. Right. So, so it looks like Mike Moustakas is, is going to most likely be at third base unless it's going to be Colin Moran. Uh, I, I, Mike Moustakas at third base if he's healthy. Might be a slight upgrade from uh, Suarez, but definitely, I definitely not. Uh, 
definitely not more athletic. So I, I can't say that with Moustakas. Uh, with Solano, definitely an upgrade uh, defensively there. I, I think all of those guys offensively are going to be an upgrade from what Suarez was last year. Uh, other other than home run power, but you know Suarez, uh, I don't think he even hit 200 last year. Came came on strong in September. He better 198. 198 with a 286 on base percentage. Yeah, that's no. Tommy Pham, <laughs> Tommy Pham, much better defender in left field than uh, Jesse Winker. Winker better batter. Uh, but uh, Tommy Phantom in Great American Ballpark, if he can come close to those numbers, is going to be a pretty good replacement offensively uh, for that. Uh, another guy that didn't play last year because of injuries for the most part, that if he can stay healthy, I, I think makes up for uh, some of Nick Cassianos's, uh offense. And that's Nick Sinzel. If he yeah, can stay, if-, if he can stay healthy. If he can give me 150 games, I'd be happy. Yeah, if 150 games, uh, I, I think he'll be pretty close. Maybe not in power, but in, in doubles and uh, just on base percentage, I, I think he'll come close to uh, Castellanos' numbers. Uh, I mean, Castellanos had a career year last year, so it, it's not going to be exactly the same. You're going to lose some no matter what there. Uh, of course, Nick... As much as he, I mean, he put in the work, so I, I don't want to bash him too much there. But uh, defensively, not the greatest in right field. Uh, arm was not perfect, uh, but you know, for heart and hustle for Nick Castellanos uh, and working to get better, because that was one of the complaints against him of in the 2020 season. Uh, and I think uh, even David Bell uh, in his early manager days. Uh, either made a comment on or off the media or got picked up because you can hear everything going on in the stadium in 2020 because of the uh, lack of crowd. But uh, I remember the game that, you know, Nick stayed out there shagging balls after the game uh, in order to work on his uh, his fielding and, and get better out there because that was a game that uh, that's what it was. Uh, David Bell made a defensive uh, substitution late in the game and, and Nick didn't took it personal and, and you kind of like that. I, I know earlier we talked that he's kind of playing with a chip on his shoulder, but I, I like that in players. Sometimes uh, it, it can either be very negative or very positive. And I, I think Nick's always turned those things into a positive. Well, trying to, I'm trying to get past Castellanos. He's now our enemy now. Right. Um, Akiyama, <laughs> Akiyama and Aquino. When are we going to let these guys go? I think one of those guys will not make the roster and will be DFA'd because uh, that's the only – well, yeah, it's pretty much the only option. Akiyama has the uh, choice to go to uh, AAA because he's under under a, a major league deal uh, on his contract, $8 million. Uh, I like Akiyama. His defense is, is premier. He just has never been able – either because he never got the chance – or all the other things going on with injuries and and personal stuff and this crazy COVID world he got pulled into in America. Uh, whatever the reason, he's just not been able to catch up to major league hitting or I mean major league pitching. Uh, but and the one home run he had evidently got called back or was in an exhibition game. I think it was an exhibition game. I don't remember. I haven't watched all the games this year. Yeah, I, I saw a, I saw a video of a home run. I'm like, okay, this can't be real because I'm pretty sure he has no home runs. I, I think it was an exhibition game before, against Detroit before the uh, 
2020 crazy season started. Uh, but yes, Jogo. Um, uh, I mean that that's kind of those guys, especially with the 28 man roster, they, they may get a saving grace for, for a little bit, but they're not going to be playing. Uh, I do like, I do like Max Schrock, uh, in his role on the team last year, TJ Friedel, I was hoping would make the team. Uh, he got cut today, uh, but he'll be, he'll be back up, especially if there's any injuries, uh, during the year or trades. I mean, I'm sure there's some value in Akiyama. Find a trade, start, send him somewhere. Yeah. Right. Right now. That's, that's probably tough to, with his salary and his lack of stats. That would be a tough sell. No shipping back to Japan. I don't care. I just don't want him on his team anymore. <laughs> but you know, overall, this look at looking at the starting the starting nine. I, I think defensively they're better than last year. Offensively, I, I think if everybody stays healthy, they're as good, if not better. So I, I do think, as as David Bell said, weirdly, they're sli- they're probably slightly better than last year. Looking at the rotation, I like the rotation. I like the young pitchers in. And San Martin, uh, Hunter Green, I think is going to pass the potential to be a uh, another rookie of the year for the Reds if he delivers to his uh, potential. Uh, Nick Lodolo looked good if he makes if he makes it up to the uh, major leagues at some point point this year. Mike Miner, you know, he, it's a reunion with um, Derek Johnson. We've seen what's happened with that in the past. Luis Castillo, uh, you know, warms up. He'll be good. And then uh, Tyler Malley just needs to uh, pitch well at home. He's a, he's just out throwing four pitches in eight. That's his problem. Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. Uh, looking at the bullpen, the one move they made, uh, getting rid of Amir Garrett, I think that in a, alone improves the bullpen. I wish they would have kept Michael Givens. Uh, Michael Lorenzen's moved on. He's now a starter for the uh, Angels, which is what he wanted to do. All along, he's closer to home. Uh, he's dealt with some injury problems the last couple of years. Uh, that's kind of affected his stats. But they would not have made the uh, 2020 uh, playoff if it had not been for Michael Lorenzen. But uh, stats are stats. So I, I think that kind of improves. Art Warren being healthy this year, I think that improves the bullpen. Uh, they picked up Hunter Strickland. Hopefully he's not another uh, Doolittle. Yeah, we don't want to go there. <laughs> he's back he's back in washington now. yeah i know that's crazy uh but hunter strickland uh if he keeps his head straight i, th- I think he'll be good uh the bullpen I, th- I still wish and hope before opening day they find a- another bullpen arm yeah i mean what justin wilson art warren hunter strickland they announced today that uh dari moretta made the uh the bullpen yeah i saw that that's cool he's a good pitcher yeah, so, you know, I think it's much better than last year. <laughs> Just looking at some of the names in the bullpen, uh, Doolittle was one of them. Or was he Was he, was he? last year or was that the year before? I think he was last year. It all runs together. Yeah, yeah they was last year. And Luis Sesa, dude, I'm happy he's, he's coming back. Yeah. Oh, CNL Perez, how can we forget him? Uh, he's in, I think he's in Boston now, Probably stinking up the joint. Uh, Brad Brock. Didn't he get sent down by the Braves or something? Yeah, uh, Carson Fulmer. Who? He had a six. <laughs> he had a six point six six ERA. 
Yeah, he, he's in he's in hell right now. Six six six. Jose De Leon. He he he's with the white. I think he just got hurt a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. He's throwing a pitch and he went down. Uh, so hopefully he's he's going to be okay. Hopefully. Uh, Joss Osage. Um, isn't he in the California Penal League or something? <laughs> oh, here we come to the to the really great guys in the bullpen. Michael Feliz. Any dead? No, no, no jokes like that. <laughs> I don't know where he's at. Uh, Cam uh, Bedrison, eleven point eleven two ERA. Edgar Garcia, I kind of liked him. Uh, I mean, he only had five games, but a sixteen point six two ERA. Uh, Riley, I wanted, to, I, wanted, I wanted to like Cam Bedrosian, but I I know we just didn't work out. And now I think he's in Detroit now. Yeah, uh, Riley O'Brien, thirteen point five ERA. Only one game, so you really can't count that. Uh, He's still around. Yeah. But uh, I don't see Doolittle's name. Maybe that was two years ago. I swear it seems like it was last year. That nah, doesn't matter. He sucked anyway. Oh, there he is. He he was he was further up the line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So these, these were the top the top closers were uh, Heath Hembry, uh, six point six th- or six point three eight ERA. Uh, Amir Garrett, 6.04. Uh, Lucas Sims, who battled injuries, and of course he's out this year uh, to start the season, uh, 4.4 ERA. Sean Doolittle, 4.46. I, I kind of wanted to forget about Sean Doolittle. But... And then Ryan Hendricks. So I, I think the bullpen is better by default. I still think it's the biggest question mark on the team. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited for this team. I, I think they will... I think I think they have the potential to outperform last year's team. Mate, it, we're going to be going to Los Angeles, so if they can sweep the Dodgers, then I'll believe you. <laughs> I, I I'm sticking with it. That this team is better than last year. The the, the there's moves I disagree with. I, I think uh, the Reds can handle a better lot from a PR perspective. But I'm excited about the young players. Uh, I'm excited to see Jonathan India just continue to. Uh, dominate the game and become the next Reds for life player after Joey Votto. Um, so, and I, and, Oh, and the other guy we didn't talk about that, uh, as kind of a replacement, another guy I absolutely love Tucker Barnhart, uh, will be always be one of my Reds favorite Reds players of all time. Uh, but it was Tyler Stevenson's turn. Uh, Tyler, definitely a better hitter than, than, uh, Tucker was and is working on, uh, has been working his catching in the offseason. Really cool story. It was in the Inquirer where he found this guy on Instagram uh, that was have basically catching instructional videos, hooked up with the guy, worked out so well that uh, the Reds actually hired him as an assistant coach or a consultant or some something along those lines uh, to work with uh, with Tyler on pitch framing and uh, you know getting in the right positions to throw guys out at second. Uh, just trying to steal, uh, which is going to be with the bigger bases that are probably coming along to uh, Major League Baseball at some point, either this year or next year. Another world changes were supposed to take place the next till next year, but baseball does what it wants, <laughs> and the players don't put up too much of a fight for the most part. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, the guy, the story. He was a college uh, catcher. Uh, his dad got really sick with uh, kidney cancer, a rare form of kidney cancer. 
and basically uh, he had to almost drop out of college to take care of his dad. Uh, went back to college, had a couple of injuries that ruined that uh, ended his career, and so uh, he was just putting up videos on Instagram. Tyler Stevenson came and found and basically gave this guy a uh, second life in baseball, which is a really cool story if if you uh, if you find that uh, story in the Enquirer. Uh, so, but I think Tyler Stevenson offensively is going to be better than uh, Tucker Barnhart defensively. He's got to win a Gold Glove before I can even come close to saying that Tyler Stevenson can flat out rake the Duke can hit. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, interested to see who they're going to pick up as the backup catcher. Uh, Cause the, the Garcia is I like Garcia. Yeah. He's looking very good. I, I know Knapp is probably based on seniority is, is the uh, favorite and he's looked pretty good in uh, spring training too. I, I like Garcia much better though. Yeah, if 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 Nap had a hit by now, I think uh, he would be a favorite. But I think Garcia, <laughs> Garcia has two home runs. He's a grand slam uh, as one of them. I think so. three home runs now. Is it three? Yeah, one he had two in his first game. That's right. You're right. So uh, can, we, can we want to talk about Connor Phillips? Uh, we got in the, Mar- in the Mariner trade. Yeah, we can we can talk about that briefly. Uh, Reds did get the uh, player to be named later. Connor Phillips was ranked 15th in the uh, Mariners organization. Now is ranked 14th in the Reds organization. I I, I kind of like the uh, player to be named later uh, trade uh, for the Reds. Uh, it's another arm in the lower mid level uh, minors to keep that pipeline going because. As much as we would love to keep every single player, not even the Dodgers can do that. No. And the Reds have about a third of their revenue. So <laughs> it, it's crazy. Uh, it, it's something baseball really needs to look into. Uh, to go into more of an NFL model that still works with the players and the guaranteed contracts. Uh, that's way out of my my uh brain width tonight but uh <laughs> but yeah um but not like it the, the scouting report i read on him is he's very high risk high reward could end up uh you know never making it kind of like a robert stevenson actually a lot of a lot of it kind of reads that way he doesn't have the 101 mile per hour fastball average fastball 94 95 uh but uh Right now, he just needs to work on his control. I, I think the Reds pitching uh, system that uh, Cal Bodie put in and, and that Derek Johnson is continuing with both analytics and and uh, kind of the, a mix of analytics and old school pitching, I, I think is going to develop a lot more pitchers, uh, keep them from throwing out their arms. I, I think that was one of the criticisms, fair or not, uh, that I, th- I think uh, – was insinuated on a on a, a broadcast I heard uh, of a Reds game that maybe some of the you know putting so much emphasis on spin rate uh, alone and and not doing the other things uh, that are more traditional with pitching could have been part of the reasons with uh, some of the injuries I I, I don't know enough about it uh, I, I know Raleigh Fingers uh, at the 2015 All Star game was talking about. He thinks uh, there's too much emphasis on things like that, and especially with uh, weighted balls and and uh, weight lifting. He said that when he was uh, pitching, the only thing he did was uh, swim, 
and uh, get a lot of flexibility. But that's old. That's an old school method, right there. That's an old school method. That, you know, if you watch Rocky, that's the that old school method can work. <laughs> that's true. But uh, but yeah. So anyway. I, I'm looking forward to the season. I, I think the Reds trade. Uh, I mean, the one thing that with Connor Phillips, I think left some Reds fans like, okay, this seems like just another player to be named later, is the uh, general manager of the Mariners came out like the day before and said that the name that's one of the names we had to add to the list is going to be very painful. And I, I maybe just because we don't know Connor Phillips, but reading that uh, – that report that didn't seem like something that I would consider to be a painful trade. I mean, it's a top twenty prospect. Don't get me wrong, top fifteen prospect in your organization. So there's a little bit of pain there, but it, there are some other prospects I think were not protected uh, from the player to be named later guidelines uh, that would have been a much bigger impact. But I, I think the Reds want to. I think the Reds' goal is to. Uh, stack up as many top level pitching prospects as they can. That's what they've done this past off season. It's what they did pretty much last off season. It kind of makes sense because if you're in a position where it's going to be a challenging year, like this year, a rebuilding year, uh, you want those young pitchers like they have this year uh, to be ready to go and be ready, major league ready, uh, which they were not ready in 2015 when we traded for the three guys for Johnny Cueto. Uh, none of those guys worked out. Uh, these guys, I think, that they picked up in these trades are much higher caliber pitchers. Well, I think having a Derek Johnson, too, helps. Oh, absolutely. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, the other thing about the, tr- about, uh, the pipeline and the plan is I, I think uh, – you know, the position players are cheaper. The, let me rephrase that. The position players that are superstar level are cheaper to keep than uh, pitchers. Okay. <laughs> you, you look at what Max Scherzer got versus what a Nick Castellanos got. Same thing with uh, Trevor Bauer, who uh, we won't even get into all the drama off the field with him. Uh, that's continuing, but... Uh, but yeah, so I, I think you know you lose a pitcher, you definitely want to have somebody either in the in the organization that can come in and perform as well, if not better. And I think that's the Reds' plans. Uh, you can always go out and get a Tommy Pham uh, type player and play the outfield. And uh, if nothing else, and then the, then the other side of it is, if you do get to a point where your team is is in it at the All Star break, having these young prospects and a plethora of them that gives you trading chips to, to land a, a major deal at the all-star break or the trading deadline. Yeah. Cause you, you never know, you never know where you're going to be at the, at the uh, all-star you, break. Or you never know. And, and if you do have to make those trades, you don't want it to gut your, your, uh, your system. Like it, it did in 2018 and, and 19 when the reds made some of those trades uh, a couple of years ago, the minor league system ranked uh, i think 28th now they're a top 10 system in the uh in the league as high as number seven in some uh in some rankings so uh that part's good we just want to the one thing reds fans want is what i want even though i'm not part of the sell the team bob camp 
We want to see results at the major league level. That's the one thing they have not done. They can talk about how great it is for the minor league system, but they got to get results at the major league level if they want to uh, if they want to start selling out opening day again. Yeah, when it said today there was opening day tickets remaining. Yep, they, they there there are uh, tickets. They sent another email out to uh, season ticket holders uh, offering uh, kind of first dibs at the remaining tickets. Uh, you know, and if you look back in history in 1990, uh, opening day 1990 sold 10,000 tickets less than 1989. So, wow. so yeah, opening day in 1990 was 45,000, but, and it's kind of a similar situation. You're coming off of, uh, coming off a year where the reds were not good. I mean, the reds were decent last year, but, uh, the, the, you lost a lot of players in the offseason, the trade. So you, the, the feeling is they're not good. Uh, 1989, you lost Pete Rose. A lot of people upset about that. Uh, you also had a lockout. And yep. and then also it, it was not opening day when it's game one is a much different feeling than when it's game seven. So like this year to be game five by right. time we get to our, our opening day. Right. So game five versus game one, it, it's it's still special. It's going to be a big celebration, but it's not going to be the same. And then, you know. He'll, with, be He'll be there and I'll be there, right? I'll be there, yeah. yeah but, there. Uh, but, you know, people took off work for March 31st, people coming from out of town. So, you know, when Phil Castellini says the date change and the lockout, that that's true. He just kind of skipped over, or, or the quote got skipped over, uh, people being upset about some of the offseason moves. Whether it's right right or wrong, that's how people feel. And, uh, you know, the Reds got to win uh, to change that opinion. Nothing that the front office is going to say is going to change anything. The Reds just got to win and get and play exciting baseball. I think the exciting baseball, we've seen that in spring training so far. So I, I think the games are going to be exciting. Hopefully they get a lot of W's. And uh, so we don't go into July and they start trading off all these guys that they picked up for one-year deals in the uh, in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, just it's simple. Just win. Just win. And go I mean, Reds. If, yeah, if you just keep winning, the trades don't matter anymore. Absolutely. So and until next time, go Reds. Go Reds.